Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Hi, I'm Mark Striegel, host and producer of this show since 2005. On this episode, we're going to talk some rock, some metal, and anything else we feel like. We're also going to jam some tunes, have a drink, and share some honest opinions. Thanks for listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. Let's get things started. Here's an old classic that sounds just as good today as it did when we were kids.
Yo, welcome to another episode. We're still doing this. <laughs> We're still talking metal with you. And uh, as always, man, metal, a very diverse term for me. I know some people disagree with that and they think metal's just a specific thing. But man, when you look at like all the different bands that have played on Ozfest through the years or all the, you know, different styles of heavy music. You know, there's times I wish this wasn't called Talking Metal because it's really about heavy music. That's what that's what we're doing here. But in 2005, we decided to call it Talking Metal and we're staying with it. <laughs> so without question, the song you just heard, See You in Hell by Grim Reaper, definitely heavy metal, right? There's no question about that. But we're going to hit some other styles of heavy rock, loud rock on the podcast today. So I hope you stick with me with open ears and an open mind. Yeah, we got Steve from Grim Reaper on the podcast, so stay tuned for that. We'll be hitting that later in the episode. A lot of great music, a lot of great discussion on the episode today. Like this song, Prison Sex by Tool.
One of my favorite Tool songs. Love that. Love that. Such great memories of seeing that band so many times during during my life, and uh, they've always been there for me musically. Love Tool. Love that they have a new album out. We're going to talk about that in a bit. But right now, uh, I tell you, why don't we hit an interview? This is a New York City band, my my neck of the woods. I'm in Jersey. I live in North Jersey, Maplewood, which is my wife always hates when I say it's right by Newark Airport. It is. It's like, you know, we're like 10, 15 minutes from Newark Airport. But everyone thinks of Newark uh, and they don't really think of our uh, what it's not our reality. We actually live in a nice neighborhood with trees and grass and kids and stuff. So, so uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maplewood, New Jersey is where I'm at. And uh, these guys are from New York. These guys are called Damn Your Eyes. And when I say these guys, I'm going to be talking with Artie Alexander from the band Damn Your Eyes. There's some... Uh, a metal band, I, I, you know, a lot of uh, hard, maybe a little, little hardcore mixed in there. I mean, you, let me know what you think. Anyways, this is my interview with Artie from Damn Your Eyes here on Talking Metal, followed by some music by Damn Your Eyes. Hey, it's Mark Striegel from Talking Metal, and on the line we have Artie from the band Damn Your Eyes. Artie, how are you today? Good. How you doing, Mark? I'm great. I'm great. I was turned on to your music by the folks over at adrenaline and the stuff just sounds great you have correct me if i'm wrong one debut album out that just came out correct yes it came out august 2nd called kill the outside yeah great stuff i'm really digging it it's up on all the streaming services and on amazon you can purchase it so let let's talk just a little bit about the history of the band i don't know much about you guys can you give me the you know two minute bio if you will where you're from and how long you been doing it? Just a little bit of the history. Sure. Uh, Odie McLaughlin, the bass player, and I are from a town called Valley Stream, New York, on Long Island. Um, Kenny Vincent, the singer, is originally from the Washington State area, Seattle area. And uh, Rick, uh, Rick grew up in Brooklyn, I believe. He's in Queens now. Um, and 2015, I, I decided I wanted to get back into playing some music and I started writing and I had a bunch of old riffs that I kind of had hoarded, you know, from the past. Uh, some of them me and Odie had worked on together and uh, Odie's the bass player in a band called Blackwater Rising as well. So when I started putting all this together, uh, it was just me and another drummer working on the songs. And uh, after a couple of years, I went out on tour with another touring act for a while. I did Europe, Canada, and America for like two years, but in between, I was always working on the Daniel Rice stuff. And in 2018, we finally were able to put everybody together that I felt would work for the band. And um, that's pretty much how it all came together. Cool. So when you mentioned in 2015, I think you said you were you were going to start to get back into it. Had you taken a break from music, or did I m- not understand you correctly? Yes. I, yeah, I took, a, I took a break for a while. Um, I don't even know how many years, but I got married and uh, had kids and um, just, uh, you know, life life goes on and, and you don't have time to do all the stuff. And, um, you know, the, the marriage went sour and, you know, I had to straighten out my life a little bit. Right. And uh, by the time I was a little straightened out, it was 2015 and I was ready and ready to go, you know. So almost like a fire fire was lit underneath my feet, you know? 
Right, I hear you, and and I mean not to get too personal, but you mentioned a, a marriage that didn't work out. Was was that part of the maybe influence of the stuff you were writing? How 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 much did that play into things? Um, so, some of it. Not you know I don't I don't really focus on one particular thing in life and and write about that all the time. You know, um, tree line was kind of touches on that and and how you know my my behavior and what i did to, to other people and stuff how it comes back to get you sometimes you know and um you know plus i had a raging alcohol problem and you know, i was just a mess i was a mess of a person i just didn't know who i was what i wanted to be or what was going on um and uh you know i had to clean myself up and i got caught to see my son so my son's living with me and um you know, once once I straightened everything out, it was it was just time for me to, to get back into it. It was like an uncontrollable urge to play again. Very cool. And your guitar just I mean, such a thick, heavy sound. What kind of gear are you using? Amps, guitars, what what do you prefer to use? Uh on this album I actually played the Washburn three thirty three, the snow camo guitar that I have, just in the Ascension video. I use that for, for everything on this album, uh, double track. And I didn't switch up the guitars too much. I also play two, two other Deans. Uh, I got those after the album was made. And uh, those sound incredible as well. Uh, the amp that I played through, the head that I played through was the uh, TV6505. Okay. Uh, plus, that's the one that I used for the album. Uh, I don't use that live. I use a, a Fender uh, 5150 Eddie Van Halen head, the stealth head. <laughs> So, because that's got a more of a push to it, and live it gives it a little more hump. When you're recording, you don't want to get too much guitar on there, you know. Um, and you know, just Marshall cab, Marshall cab, or uh, or orange cab when we recorded. And it was really, it was really a simple process. We didn't go too too crazy about it. Cool. And as far as live gigs going up, what's coming up for the band? August twenty seventh. We play with Crowbar and Lopan in Queens and Elmhurst, Queens. And uh, that's it for right now. We are working on other gigs. And, um, you know, we just, got a, we just got a new drummer to replace Rick Tiano. He left unexpectedly like two weeks before the album came out. Oh, okay. So he was replaced pretty quickly. We got this guy, Danny Reynolds, who's absolutely incredible. He's like a pure metal drummer. He's, he's on point. Uh, he's like... He's like uh, a buddy Rich meets Chris Adler, you know, wow. <laughs> he's awesome. Hey, yeah, yeah. What, what's his yeah. name again? Danny Reynolds. Cool. And is he a, a New York guy? Yeah, he's a New York guy. He actually works in the union, the same union I'm in, the Carpenters Union, the city. And, um, you know, I came across him on a job and uh, we were talking music and he showed me some drum videos. And then, uh, I don't know, about two weeks later, Rick started to leave and they asked me if he wanted to audition. And the funny thing is, is he was, uh, you know, kind of a fan of the band. When we, I first introduced myself, he said, are you already from Damn Your Eyes? And I was like, why? I thought the guys put him up to something, you know? And uh, it turns out he's been listening to our EP that we had out the year before quite a bit. And he really liked our music. So um, when I heard him play and when Rick left, I asked him, you want to audition? And he came down and just killed it. Just, uh, you know, it was unbelievable. We were like, oh, this is what these songs are supposed to sound like, you know? So, I mean, we love the album and Rick did a great job with the album. Just very two different styles. Right on. 
And as far as the album itself goes, are you working with a label or is this completely independent? This is completely independent. Uh, we're doing everything ourselves. Uh, we have a really good team of people that help us out and work with us. You know, Adrenaline um, being one of them. Uh, Munzi Ricci from Skateboard and Marketing. He's been helping out a lot. He's a local guy, but he's worked with everybody. At the, yeah. He does all the radio. Great guy. Big stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He's, 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 like, he's like our uncle, you know, in, in a way. He's been guiding us through stuff. And, you know, don't worry about this. Take care of this. Um, and that's pretty much what we're doing. We're, we're just waiting to see how people react to music so far. It's been really good. And if something right comes along as far as a label uh, that we feel will, will represent us the right way, and uh, and put us on the right path because we we want to tour we want to get out and tour and uh, you know it helps to have a label to do that you could do it on your own of course but uh, we're seeing how the reaction is and we're just we keep writing so we're you know we're looking to get into the studio again in 2020 and do another album. Cool. Did you grow up in the New York area? I did. I grew up in Valley Stream, New York. Very cool. Yeah, it's, are... it's, it's, it's like five blocks from Queens. You know? Oh, I got you. Cool. So what were some of your favorite musical memories growing up? And now I'm not talking as a, a necessarily a guitar player, more as a fan of, of, of music. What are any great concerts you remember? Any really life-changing moments musically that you could speak of? Yeah, we, my, my father and mom, they used to take in a lot of kids that, you know, had issues in their own homes and they used to come live with us. And um, this girl had come, and she was, she was the same age as my oldest sister. Her name was Danielle. We ended up pretty much adopting her. You know, she's still my sister to this day. Um, she came in, and she brought in Led Zeppelin. And I never heard anything like it before in my life. And I remember putting on Zeppelin four and just uh, laying there with headphones on and, and just being amazed at what was going on. This was right on. a total new discovery for me. So that, that changed a lot of it. And then my cousin came a few years later from Northern Michigan. He came for the summer to hang out with us and he brought Iron Maiden and Dio. And that's the same year, like Appetite for Destruction came out from Guns N' Roses. It was just a crazy summer for music. And I remember listening to like Number of the Beast by Iron Maiden and just being like, this is, this is what I want to do, you know? Uh, and I, I still haven't, I still didn't figure out what I wanted to do. If I wanted to play drums, bass, guitar, and I kind of wanted to be a drummer at first, but my parents would never allow a drum set in the house. And my dad played guitar, and my brother-in-law played guitar, and all my sisters played guitar. So I, I kind of grew up in a musical family, so I just picked it up naturally, and that's how it all happened. Great stuff. And, you know, I always have this theory about, about New York's city that metal, and I I'm just want to get your take on it. You can disagree with me or agree or, or expand upon it, but, but metal and hard rock, to me always seemed so much more, uh, I would say, thriving and appreciated is maybe the word outside of Manhattan, whether it's Queens, Long Island, you know, Jersey. I always felt like like the people there had a much better respect and love of heavy metal and hard rock than, say, the the East Village scene. You know what I mean? I, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, what's what's your take on that? You're absolutely right. And that's, well, I, you know what? I agree with you. <laughs> You're absolutely right. <laughs> but I agree with you. Uh, Brooklyn, Queens, I mean, at one time, Brooklyn was pumping, you know, type of negative biohazard was coming out of Brooklyn. Right. You know, Queens had a, a ton of bands that came out of there. Uh, it always seemed that way as well to me. There wasn't, you know, when the big 
CBGB's was around. They did have metal shows. And once in a while, you could catch a band in the city. But most of them were, were national acts that came through, like, the Roseland or Hammerstein. Yeah. You know, and that's just those are touring, major touring acts. As far as the local scene went, I always thought that Brooklyn and, and uh, Queens had it, too. And, and Long Island had a decent... When I was growing up, it had a pretty cool metal scene. Like, you know, uh, the Crumb Suckers were out of Long Island, uh, which they, they became propane after the Crumb Suckers, right, pretty much. Right. Um, you know, and... and uh, yeah, I, I do agree with that statement. Very good. Well, Ari, it's great talking with you, man. And I'm I'm a North Jersey guy, so I'm in the area. So I definitely hope to catch you live soon. The 27th. Yeah, we we hope we hope to get out there. We've been talking to a couple of bands out in Jersey, and we're trying to put together some shows where they could come out and play with us here in the island, and we could go out to Jersey and and uh, hope to develop a nice little relationship where we could go out and do shows and and uh, you know make things happen for us. Yeah, that'd be great. Have you played Dingbats? We should get you over to Dingbats. And, and I've I have played Dingbats in another band when I toured with the other guy, but I have not played with with Sammy Rise. And we're looking to get over there. Um, it's just a matter of getting you know knowing who to get in touch with and 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 putting that together. Right on, right on. All right, Artie. Well, please keep in touch, and we're going to be featuring your music here on the Talking Metal podcast, and we'll let everybody know where they can purchase it and stream it. And I'm really excited for what's. Uh, What's down the road for you guys? Really showing a lot. Thank you so much, Mark. I appreciate you, you know, uh, talking to us about this. It means a lot, though.
Damn Your Eyes here on Talking Metal. That was through it all. Thanks to Artie for joining me. And do you guys remember the band Cold? Maybe maybe considered more alternative than than you know metal. Obviously, they're not metal. They're they're rock. They do have some heavy moments though, and some great aggression. I I think they uh, I dug them. I dug them, and I'm glad they're back. They're doing some some stuff uh, now, which we're going to hear all about, including this song, which we're going to get into. It's called Without You. It's brand new music by the band Cold, and uh, then we'll hear from Scooter Ward from Cold. And on the line, we have calling in vocalist Scooter Ward. Scooter, how are you, man? I'm good. How are you, man? I'm good, and I'm psyched. You got the new album by Cold coming out in just a couple weeks on September 13th, The Things We Can't Stop. And yeah, man, I'm psyched you guys are back. It's been a little break for you guys, right? Yeah, it's been a while, man. We uh, I took some time off to be with my family and... um my sister had gotten sick again, so I, I wanted to be down in Florida with her. Okay. Um, she got she got better after Good. a few years, and uh, Napalm had hit us up, and uh, they were trying to diversify their their label by adding some different kind of bands. So I think they got Biscuit and Pumpkins and a few other people, and we joined with them. And it's exciting to have a new record and to be back out on tour soon. Absolutely, and the tour is starting just around the corner on August 29th. How are rehearsals going? It's going good. It's good. We are, it's kind of funny. We I decided to bring everybody up to the mountains. A couple of the guys, Nick Coyle and Johnny Novo, were from Pennsylvania, and most of the equipment was here. So we decided to start rehearsing from here before tours up in uh he lives. Nick lives in Berwick, but we're up in the mountains of Benton right now. And I thought it would be nice to be on top of a mountain and kind of be secluded from everyone. And uh, it's Bigfoot country, by the way. Oh, okay. Uh, so we're hoping that happens. Yeah. Um, and we were up in the mountains, and it was a great idea, so everybody could kind of bond before the tour starts. But once we got up here, 
little things have happened. Uh, water went out on the house. Uh, things have gone crazy. The electric outlets. It was a little insane. So we were wow. kind of up here. We had to get everything sorted, but everything's good now. Um, and it's kind of far away from everything. So, um, right. you know, you got to drive down um, an hour to get a pack of cigarettes. Kind right. Of I hear you. Yeah. Cool. But it's all right. It's nice. It's pretty up here. Good, good. And the set list, like, what do you think? Uh, I'm sure we'll get a lot of classics, but some new stuff too. Yeah, we're gonna do maybe four or five songs off the new record. Um, but yeah, man, we're going back from first record to now. You know, I I think it's important. Uh, a lot of the fans are coming. There's a lot of nostalgia, you know, and um, a few people haven't seen us. We're getting that too. Like in there, they've just not, you know, their lives weren't. Uh, when we played shows, they've never seen the show. So um, it's going to be nice to be back there. And uh, we, we we just decided to, you know, we're going to give them everything. I think the set is like an almost two-hour set. Um, so it should be pretty cool. Very cool. Well, I hope you include uh, some of the new songs. Like I was saying, I love Without You. I mean, that's just a real uh, driving. Yeah. I love the groove that's going on between the bass and drums and that. It's just, uh, yeah, it's yeah. real, it really sucks you in. That's that's a great song. Yeah, it's kind of got that old year of the spider sound to it. We did it, um, I don't know if we wrote it during like the super fiction days when we were doing that record. Okay. Um, it like kind of happened then, but it was just the verse and the chorus. And then um, with the new record, I wanted to have I wanted the record to have sounds from every record that we've done before. So there's a couple songs from each album with that kind of vibe. Um, and without you was one of them. It's it's basically it sounds like a year of the spider kind of track. Absolutely. And again, that is off the new record, which is the things we can't stop by Cold, coming out on. September 13th, the tour is about to kick off. Uh, another song off the the album that you guys uh, did a music video for, which I found lyrically and, and visually with the music video quite emotionally, uh, I guess, moving, was the song Shine, or is the song Shine, I should say. Can yeah. you talk a little bit about the, the message behind that? The pretty heavy message going on there, in my yeah, opinion. you know, the, the message with that was kind of, the, the way the song was formed was kind of odd. I had the music in the chorus, the I want to see you shine, I want to see you go for the one. I just, you know, with cold songs in the past, there's a lot of dark things in the verses, and then at the end of the bridge, it picks you up a little bit and kind of gets your way out of it. That's how kind of how my life is, you know, I... I, I go through things and I write a song to help me with it. So with Shine, I, I couldn't come up with the content of the song in the, in the verses for a long time. I was like, I, I know what the chorus is and I, I feel that melody and I hear those lyrics. I go, but I don't know what to write this song about. And then both my kids are now teenagers. They were switching schools and going to high school. Um, and they both went through kind of that. Not really, right. I mean, not really bullying, but just feeling alone and afraid. And it took them a long time to, uh, you know, get friends and stuff like that. So they went through it for a little bit. And um, that brought me back to when I was a kid, when I was in my, well, I'd say, until I was about 11 years old, I was bullied the bus stop every day and things like that. And, uh, it just kind of happened, and it all flooded. It was like a floodgate opened up and opened up. Right. And I was driving through the mountains of California. And that's what the song is for. You know, it's about the tragic uh, thing of bullying and being just feeling like you're left out. And then, but, you know, 
one verse that you can sign. Now, the funny thing about that song is when we put it out, I don't think we've ever had a reaction from fans and non-fans. Uh, like, we were getting direct messages talking about how much that was helping them. Just And, I, you know, maybe it's the tone of the, the country right now, you know, with everything going on, everybody mad at each other. Sometimes people just need to hear something that feels good, you know. Um, I, I had a couple of people write that, Hey man, that's a great song. You know, I like it. It's uplifting. It's more. It sounds a little poppy. You need to listen to the lyrics. <laughs> right. <laughs> because right. It's a dark. It's a dark song. Yeah. Definitely yeah. light in it, but it's definitely a heavy thing. Um. So that's why we put the lyric video out. You know, like let's put that out so people understand what the song's about. And with the girl sitting there, I just wanted it to be. You know, I wanted them to focus on that. And we got, I got messages from fathers and mothers and talking about how they were cold fans. They put their kids were going through bullying and they listened to the song with them and it was helping them. Um, and then other people were taking it from like drug addiction and stuff like that. So it was really awesome. The response we got back from that song. I don't, like I said, I don't know if we've ever had a reaction like that. Wow. Um, yeah, it was nice. Very cool. And I saw you guys jump on stage with uh, Breaking Benjamin just recently, yeah. actually. Very, very cool. And uh, was just wondering how you know those guys. It sounds like they, they are fans of Cold. Well, yeah. Um, I was actually talking to Ben. Um, it was funny. Nick used to, uh, our guitarist, play with Ben a long time ago in a band because they grew up around here. Oh, wow. Um, so they were friends. And, you know, Breaking Benjamin first started out, we used to tour together. So me and Ben had been friends, Nick and I played in a band together. So when we found out they were playing like 40 minutes away the other night, we just hit them like, come to the show tomorrow, man. I was, you know, what's up? And so he was like, oh, shit, you guys are close. He goes, dude, not only come to the show, but why don't you guys just jump up on the stage and play Just Got Wicked? And at first, I was thinking, oh, no. You know, normally, it, it was kind of like, when bands do that, normally you see them get up and do a song with another, one of the band songs. Right, just kinda right. Just kind of get up and sing with them. So it was really sweet of Ben to ask us to come up and actually bring the whole band, ask uh, us to do Just Got Wicked. Their drummer actually ended up the song for us. It was his birthday, so there was a kind of a party vibe going that night. And uh, he, he had gone through the track two times with us before we played it on in front of 15,000 people. Right, wow. But, uh, yeah, I was going to ask, did you rehearse it with them beforehand? Yeah, no, we went over it like twice a sound check that afternoon, and then we got up, and we had a good time with it, you know, so, but it was really sweet of him to ask us to come up and do that, man. We had a great time. And it was good to connect with him again. So, you know, we uh, we all got back together. Very cool. And wanted to go back to the song Stupid Girl from 2003. And I've read conflicting information on on Rivers Cuomo and his involvement with that song online. And I was wondering if you could just clarify what he actually did. He was a songwriter, but is he on the recording with you guys, too? Um, you know, there, if you listen closely, there, some of the harmonies, there are the... During the stupid girl parts, uh, the woes parts, and the bridge stuff like that, he's definitely that's his voice. Right. On there. You know, we what happened? Giant Weezer fan throughout my, you know, ever since I first saw him on MTV back in the day, I used so much so I used to have the guitar strap everywhere with my SG, and uh, 
I just love that guitar sound that Weezer had. Like that, that sound came in. I've never so crisp and it sounded sad. Twenty tools or something with it. Um, so I was trying to emulate that. I can never find that sound. Yeah, we had we had a few parties in LA during Year of the Spider, and we'd have a bunch of rock bands come over and stuff. And Rivers was connected with the label, so he came over one night. We kind of started talking. I was telling him that I had this song. Um, the chord structure sounded a Weezer riff. Um, of course, when I played it for him, he goes, "Yeah, I don't know, man. Maybe Weezer on acid." Um, right. So that was kind of funny, but he he dug the vibe of it, you know. And I, and the, the crazy thing about this, I can't come up with any melody for this track. Like, I just can't do it. I go, you know, you think you could help us with this? Um, I don't think he really collaborated a lot back then with Art of the Artists. He does now a lot, but um, yeah, he he decided to do it. So he kind of started sending me tracks, and then we got together, and it just kind of happened. We didn't know it was going to be on um, the actual album. We were kind of just doing it. It was right at the end of Year of the Spider, and I didn't know if it would make it in time or not. But yeah, when he, 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 he had created the all the lyrics for the verses, and he did his own chorus. Um, but I wanted to have a little part in that and make it a little darker, of course. So um, I came up with the going away, what's wrong with my life today part. But he did all right. the other lyrics and the melody for it and everything, and I just kind of, you know, was honored. So I, I, I did did the parts as he directed. And, um, yeah, when the label heard it, they, they lost their shit. So yeah, great tune. They loved yeah. And it, it and it worked out. It did pretty well. Cool, man. Well, I know you guys are uh, getting ready for the tour again. It starts August twenty ninth, and you guys are the headliners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very yeah. cool, very cool. And we're great. It's great to have you guys back. And best of luck with the tour and the new album. Again, it's called "The Things We Can't Stop," and it is out on September thirteenth. Scooter, awesome, great talking man. with you, man. Great talking with you too. Hope to see you out. Absolutely. All right, brother. Wanna love ya, wanna bug ya, wanna squeeze ya, stupid girl. Wanna touch ya, wanna take ya, wanna shut ya, stupid girl.
Stupid Girl by Cold. Thanks to Scooter for talking to me. And yeah, when he was talking about the mountains and stuff, I have no idea. Why. I guess he's talking California, right? I don't have no idea what they were, <laughs> what he was talking about there. Anyways, this is Quest of Love. This goes out to my friend Stephen Saylor. I hope everything's going okay, Stephen. Uh, you know, we're thinking of you and your wife and, and yeah, keep us posted. But yeah, let's hit this right now. This is called Quest of Love for one of my patrons, Stephen Saylor by Alexandra Zerner. And it features, let's see, there's some, uh, it features Angel Wolf Black on this song. So let's check it out. Courtesy of Stephen Saylor.
Alexander Zerner with Quest of Love right here on Talking Metal. Great stuff. And uh, yeah, man, I, I really encourage all you guys to join us on Patreon because you can start requesting songs. You can start helping plan interviews. You get a free Talking Metal t-shirt. Well, it's not free. I mean, it's part of your, comes with your pledge. So check us out on Patreon, all right? And and support us there. We need the support, definitely. And if you're with us on Patreon, stay with us on Patreon. I'm getting some, some Talking Metal stickers done. Uh, so we'll hopefully get those out to the people who are entitled to those. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man great stuff on patreon love the discussion that goes on there plus you get a bonus podcast every week and tool man tool has some new music out brand new record i'm so psyched 13 years man wow it's been a long time and it is a masterpiece it's an epic masterpiece and it's not just me saying that uh, the reviews are coming in and they are amazing fear inoculum by tool they just announced they're they're playing on my birthday in in New York City, so I will definitely be at that show. But man, the album is blowing me away. I've been listening to it all day. Uh, I'm recording this actually on the day it came out, August 30th, and uh, wow, the it's 85 minutes long. And for the first time, we also have the band's entire catalog available for streaming and downloading, which is just great if you love all their classic stuff like I do. The physical packaging for Fear Inoculum is extremely limited edition and includes a 36-page booklet, immersive video experience, and a downloaded card to access more material. I've also been going back, you know, on the streaming services. I do Amazon Music, but it's on Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music. You can listen to all the old two albums. I was just listening to Undertow, uh, Love Undertow, Sober, Prison Sex, so much great stuff from Tool through the years and an evolution of the sound. It's nice to listen to the albums in order, starting with the the EP and going, you know, all the way up to the the, the newest album, Fear Inoculum, and and seeing that there is an evolution in the sound, which is is awesome and always potent. Tool, so great, so great. Available on all the digital musical services. I was just listening to Ten Thousand Days yesterday to get ready for the Fear Inoculum record, which came out today, the day I'm recording this. Of course, you, you're getting this a few days after the fact. Yeah, guys, so check out all the Tool music right now on all your favorite platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon Music, and more. Their entire catalog is up and available for you to stream finally after so many years. One of the... The last holdouts, right, for, for streaming music. I mean, it was years ago at this point that the Beatles and ACDC and stuff got their their uh, music on, on the streaming services. I know Def Leppard was was a holdout for a, long, a while, but they're up there. Somebody told me Garth Brooks still is not on, <laughs> on the streaming platforms, so uh, that's interesting. I don't know if that's true or not, but there you go. W- what I do know is true is that Tool's entire catalog available for streaming and downloading now, so support tool and wow again the new album an absolute epic masterpiece cool so without further ado let's get into my interview with steve from grim reaper hey it's mark striegel of talking metal and calling in for the first time ever on the podcast we have steve grimmett how are you steve 
I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited, man. Cool. A new album is on the way. I know the release date had been pushed back a few times, but it sounds like we're finally going to get the uh, the new Grim Reaper record at the gates in October, right? Yes, it's October the 11th it comes out, yes. Cool. And like I mentioned, there was some uh, delay, right? In, was there a reason that the album got pushed back a, a couple times? Uh, yeah, we didn't get it together in time, really. That's, that's, it was our fault, really. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, nothing serious. But, right. uh, yeah, that's why, it's, that's why it's been put back. Cool. Well, I heard the title track. There was a, a clip up online of you guys playing it live. And, wow, explosive stuff. Really uh, sounds great. And the album in general, the musical direction, is it pretty much what we'd expect from you guys? Are you going somewhere different this time around? Um, it's it's pretty much what you can expect, but it is different slightly. Um, we, we sort of branched away from... The, the typical Grim Reaper um, uh, setup, really, you know, with, with uh, clashing chords and stuff like that. So we've 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 taken a, a slight detour. It's slightly heavier, if anything. Okay, cool. Um, but it's it, it it is cool. I, I I'm very pleased with it. Excellent. And just for people who might not know, can you run down your current lineup of the band? Yeah, it's uh, the current lineup is uh, obviously myself. Then you've got Ian Nash on guitar, um, Julian Hill on bass, and Mark Pullen on drums. Cool. And man, your voice too. Again, I was mentioning this live clip I saw of the title track at the gates. Your voice just sounds so great. I mean, it's still so strong, and I and not the single anybody out but there's certain artists i see when they when they get to be in their their late 50s early 60s they're just not uh they're just not there anymore but you seem to be 100 percent with your voice is this something that's just natural is it something you work at do you have to practice like how is your voice still so strong i couldn't tell you (laughs) (laughs) okay it's just it is it it it's a gift, let's say that for a start off, and um, I don't know really how uh, it it's stayed as good as it has, if not better than it ever was. To be perfectly honest with you, um, I don't know. I, I I kind of like to experiment. I mean, it's not not that you'd notice, but you know, it, it, experimenting in um, different ways of of trying stuff. Um, but no, I, I have no clue because really and truly, I, you know, people warm up before they start singing and all that sort of thing. But I don't, you know, I don't really? have to. Wow. Um, I mean, I might do as I get older, you know, but um, I wouldn't have thought so. So, uh, yeah, you know, it's, I'm enjoying it while it lasts. <laughs> yeah, well, good for you because again, it sounds great. And I know you're touring right now up in up in Canada, Montreal. Last yep. night was it? It was Montreal last night. Yeah, and we're on our way to um, to Toronto as we speak. Okay, cool, cool. I know Canada. I get up there uh, at least once a year and catch some music. The metal scene is strong up there. Do you do you agree? Yes, I do. Absolutely. 
I mean, we had a full house last night and uh, absolutely fantastic. You know, what more can you say for a Wednesday night? People are out on what we call a school night, you know, and, uh, and, it, but, and they're going for it. You know, it's really cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you guys are, you're headlining this tour? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh, we've got, uh, we've got a, a, a band that, that are uh, doing a tour with us called Trip Six. And uh, they're, they're awesome band too. So uh, it's quite a package actually. And there will, is there plans to come back around and do another tour after the album is released? Yes, it will be, obviously, next year, but uh, yes, definitely. Good, good. And, you know, man, it's been 35 years uh, since the release of See You in Hell here in, in America. I know it came out, I think, a yeah. little bit earlier in, in, in Europe. But, man, yeah. I, I was blown away to hear that it's that much time has passed. And that album is just such a classic heavy metal uh, soundtrack. I mean, so good. Looking back 35 years ago, 36 years ago, what do you remember about the, the production of that record and the, you know, getting it together, songwriting, re- recording it, any memories you could share with us? Well, yeah, I mean, it was, it was like pretty much, a, you know, a typical of, of, of a band, you know, you get together to rehearse and then you'd write another song or maybe two at that time you, you rehearse and um, uh, so it's pretty typically written but um, you it was you know it was, again it was really like old school really and, and and that's how we do things these days but uh, yeah it was it was pretty typical you know say rehearsal right rehearsal right rehearsal right and then like all of a sudden we have the opportunity to to do it on on record, you know, it was awesome. And for touring for that album, uh, were you you did some opening spots for some some pretty major bands, right? Yeah, yes, we did. Yeah, um, uh, I'm just trying to think. Oh, it was Uriah Heap was one of them. Um, who else? We nearly got White Snake. Actually, I know. I know we. Uh, we very closely got to, to that one, but it never happened. But yeah, quite a few, or a few, I should say. Right on, right on. And your health, obviously, you've uh, had some some issues. We all know about the uh, your leg, and I just wanted to check in, see how you're feeling. How How is it? Are you still learning to walk? Are you, where are we with uh, your your health and your leg? Yeah, I mean, health is pretty good. Um, uh, and yeah, obviously I did lose my leg. I lost that to a, uh, an infection. Um, but, uh, it, the, the walking is, I'm still learning, you know, I mean, if, uh, if you were, uh, ex army or ex forces and you lost your leg, then the treatment you would receive would be 24 seven until you could walk without any aids and walk right. very well. And they deserve every bit of that. With me, it was a, a lot different. You know, it was it was six months of rehab, learning to walk, um, and then they get so far, and then and then you're on your own. You know, they just say, "We've done all we can. Now go and learn to walk." Still learning to walk. Um, still learning. You know, different obstacles. You know, but I mean, last night, you know, the stage was quite high, 
I fell over getting on stage and had to right. fall across to the drums so I could get something to lift myself up with. So, yeah, it's just, it's, it, you know, it's little things like that, really, but um, I will overcome. Absolutely. And it's so great to see you out there doing it. And we are completely excited for the new album, At The Gates. Steve, it's been an honor. Thank you for checking in with us. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. by Grim Reaper here on Talking Metal. What a diverse episode. I'm going to Slipknot today. And, I, you know, it's like four bands on Knotfest. And I really want to see Behemoth, who I believe is playing first, but it's like 5.30. And then, you know, and then you're there until like 11 o'clock. It's midnight by... I, I don't know. I, I just... 
paying the babysitter, leaving the kids with the babysitter. I don't, I'm, I'm afraid I'm going to miss Behemoth again. Cause I, last time we saw Behemoth on some tour, was that with Slayer or something? We missed them then too, but it, it's, it's tough to devote a whole freaking seven hours to a concert, man. I mean, not to mention <laughs> when the beers are, are $12 each, right? But um, at least. Anyways, uh, hopefully we'll see some of, Beh- of Behemoth. We will see. Uh, so yeah, not fest. So, wanna, wanna, uh, yeah, let's hit some Slipknot. And, uh, but before we do that, let's hit a band that my neighbor... My young neighbor across the street, Joshua, he turned me on to these guys, and I, I really dig what they're doing. This song is called Set Me Free. It's a younger band, and I love any time there is, you guys know, I love any time there is a band like under the age of 30 out there playing great rock and roll and uh, heavy metal music, and this band, Infinity, is doing just that. They are friends with my friend, Joshua, who lives across the street from me. So it's a, it's an honor to give these guys some exposure. And again, this song is called Set Me Free by the band Infinity. Thank you. 
band Infinity here on Talking Metal. Don't know much about these guys. Uh, maybe I'll tweet out some of their their social media and stuff because I, honestly, I don't know much about them at all. Um, except I think maybe they're from Philly. I'm not sure where they're from. Maybe they're from Jersey. I really don't know. I think Joshua went and saw them play in Philly. Don't know. But anyways, like what I'm hearing. Uh, guys, please keep in touch. Let, let us know where we can get in touch with you guys. All right? Cool. And to take us out, a little Slipknot here on Talking Metal. Some classic Slipknot. Looking forward to seeing these guys tonight. Not, I'm not like a crazy Slipknot fan. I, I like them, but I'm definitely more of a casual fan. But can you believe I've never seen them in concert? So I figured I definitely need to see this. And they are playing my favorite venue here in New Jersey tonight, PNC Art Center in Homedale, New Jersey. No interviews, no nothing, so it's just a casual night, which is the way I like it. And love Gojira, too. They're also on the bill. And, of course, Behemoth, Volbeat. I know some of you guys love them. I'm so-so on them. I mean, they're, they're nothing against them, but I don't know. They don't. I'm definitely into Gojira and Behemoth more than Volby, believe it or not. But anyways, this is Slipknot to take us out. And uh, thank you for the support. Share this episode on social media. I appreciate it. All right, later. Slightest, the teacher you're pricing, the listening clamoring. 
Six, six, six. 